Gents, and welcome to DGenBrain's weekly crypto review. Here are this week's top headlines in the crypto news. Market sentiment. Are you fearful? Monthly recap. Winners and losers of August. Why did Bitcoin fall below 20,000? And market analysis. We explain the concept of the kiss of death. Starting off the review with the market sentiment. There are three certainties in life. Death, taxes, and me including the fear and greed index every week. It's a chill way to gauge how the market feels on the daily. Today's score is 21, which indicates extreme fear in the market. What do these scores mean again? 1 to 25 is extreme fear, 26 to 46 is fear, 47 to 52 is neutral, and 75 to 100 is extreme greed. The more fearful, the more selling pressure happens. The more greedy, the more buying happens, generally speaking. How is it calculated? A whole bunch of surveys, data, skills, and concentrated power of will. So how are you feeling about the market right now, DGen? Are you an extreme fear? Help mommy, I'm scared. Are you fearful? Sleeping with a nightlight on during times like these? Are you neutral? Feeling kind of relaxed now? Are you greedy? Loving the fire sales? Keep them coming? Or are you extremely greedy? Fear might not even be in your vocabulary. Maybe you're feasting while others are dieting. Let us know on the Discord how you feel about the market sentiment right now. On to the monthly recap, the winners and the losers of August. Adios August, here's what happened in crypto this month. Well, degenerate friends, that's the end of another chapter in the crypto history books. And oh oh my, was it a busy one. The winner's award of August goes to Coinbase and BlackRock. Let the institutional investors get direct exposure to crypto. Mastercard and Binance to launch crypto cards and make it easier for people to make everyday purchases using crypto. FTX and Reddit to let users transfer Reddit community points on chain. It will be interesting to see if this trend continues in September, maybe a trio next. But with winners, there comes losers. So here we go. And there was a handful to pick from, but here are two for you. Tornado Cash getting banned. Here are four points. They got sanctioned and put on the SDN list, a special list for terrorists, cartel, and people that like the taste of pineapple on pizza. They are no longer allowed to do business with US people or companies. They got blocked and censored by companies like GitHub, Aave, etc. The main developer got arrested and has been in jail for weeks. No man gets hacked. We see a hack happen every week in crypto, but what happened with Nomad was wild. They were hacked for $119 million, but it was normal. As in, average people did the hacking. All that people had to do was copy and paste the code, replace the address with their own, and voila, free money. Talk about community support, am I right guys? And now things to look out for this September. The merge. After years of waiting, it's finally happening. It's one of the biggest events in crypto history and it's set to happen either September 15th or the 16th. And the new one, we haven't actually mentioned this one before and it's Starbucks Web3 loyalty program. Many are predicting this could be a move that helps onboard the next 1 million users into Web3. Details are set to be announced on the investor day, September the 13th. So watch out for that. On to the next headline, why did Bitcoin fall below $20,000? 
Well, in essence, it was the non-farm payrolls. In summary, all financial markets fell on August the 2nd due to non-farm payrolls monthly reports not being as good as expected. Investors are extremely sensitive and when the numbers are missed by thinnest of margins, expect that to be a negative signal for the short term. But overall, this Fed update is actually promising for the long-term economic growth of the US and is an indicator for other countries to continue making improvements. These reports' metrics are Non-farm payrolls increased by 315,000, topping consensus of 300,000. Very bullish. Unemployment rate rose to 3.7% against an expected 3.5%. Again, this is bullish. This means a household employment survey was expanded by 442,000 jobs, which is why the labor force participation rate jumped from 62.1% to 62.4%. Great for economic expansion. Wages ticked higher by 0.3% month over month and 5.2% year over year. This is a neutral signal. The US job market is improving, just not as quickly as hoped. Because wages are pulling down slightly, it reinforces a deceleration in inflation as there is less money to print. And lastly, pre-pandemic job employment is now at 885,000 jobs above its pre-pandemic levels. Which was the Goldilocks labor market report for the Fed and the US economy. This actually all sounds very promising. During August the 1st, there were many negative anticipations for this report, hence why markets seemed to tank down the day before this Fed report update, and why it rose the next day as investors guessed wrong this time. And now for the big one, the market analysis, explaining the concept of the kiss of death. Usually this section would be called either Dijen Mango's Bitcoin analysis or Bitcoin analysis on its own, or some other variation of crypto review. But this week, actually, we're going to be putting more attention into the stock market and looking at the price action of the mother of all indexes, the S&P 500 index. Bear with me, podcast listeners, as explaining charts and numbers is a little difficult without an actual chart to show. But we'll be linking the article version on the description for you to look at now or later. The market has pulled back from its August highs and has fallen just inches above a bullish trend channel from June to July and now connecting to August. This can be seen on the article version as a bullish trend line. This is a key support area and is one to look out for for around 3,910. A fall below this key support would signal a continuation of selling pressure in the upcoming weeks of September and a potential retest of June and July's lows. So, the kiss of death explained. There are some simple rules for you to follow for a reliable kiss of death signal and capitalizing on it. On your chart, you must have a 21 exponential moving average. And here are the three steps. You need a monthly close below the 21 EMA. You need a pullback to the monthly 21 EMA, which means it's going towards the exponential moving average, and then drop below the lowest point before the pullback bounces. And all of this is called the kiss of death because the price is essentially kissing the indicator and then falling back below, hence the price dying. If you'd like more insights about this trading insight and strategy, check out Alessio Drastani's explanation on the matter. The video linked on the article version will tell you how important this signal is on the S&P 500 index and what it means for the future of the financial markets. So podcast listeners, the 21 EMA is above the price, which means that we are bearish on the monthly candles. So what we need to look out for 
is a close below 3,636 points and price currently is 3,924 points. So essentially, we have to be patient and see what the price action decides to do in the up and coming months. But for those who like to know why these sorts of strategies actually work, here's some statistics. And I would love to introduce you to the bear market probability model, the macro index spread. A high reading on this is considered a bearish for stocks and a low reading for this is considered bullish for stocks. And right now we have a very high reading, which means is bearish for stocks. Again, more information on this on the article version. The readings during September of last year were starting to show high readings. Well, the readings during September of last year were starting to show high scores, which were an indicator for a potential recession upcoming for the year, which actually happened to be correct. It flashed a high reading along with poor macro conditions, rising probability of bear markets and a deteriorating macro conditions giving a huge warning that things were not looking so good in the future. The signal, when triggered, has always shown a high probability of a major recession and the bear market. So, tying everything together, the evidence shown above supports all reason for an increased probability of a kiss of death scenario happening in the stock market, which in turn also reflects on the crypto market. See, DGENs, I don't forget about it but we still need confirmation by taking out the prior lows as mentioned. But now, let's not be all bearish. I'm gonna give you some hopium. As an investor, you should never have confirmation bias. Embrace looking at both sides of an argument and weigh out the probabilities of scenarios coming through fruition. This price movement also signifies a long-term bullish and potentially buying opportunity. And this is by looking at the S&P market breadth. To save a massive explanation, market breadth essentially is looking if the stock market is healthy or unhealthy underneath the hood. Just recently, this chart showed a very bullish signal. Just recently, this chart showed a very bullish signal. During 2019, it signaled an oversold conditions to oversold conditions of over 90% extremely quickly in just a couple of months. Every time this has happened in the past, it has been a bullish and very positive sign for the stock market for the long term. We're talking 6 to 12 months plus. Going back further in time, in the year 2020 again, we had a drop below 20% market breadth and then it quickly recovered and went back above 90%, which was in May 2020. Remember what happened afterwards? The stock market rallied significantly higher from 2020 to the end of 2021. And even more data. During 2003, that was the beginning of a new rally, same thing happened, and same thing happened again in 2009. These signals are extremely important and cannot be ignored. When the market breadth goes above 90% after being oversold, it is a very bullish signal. So by now, you're probably getting a headache from just listening to all of these statistics and so many new data points, but that's okay. We'll remind you of these tools again and reuse them in the future. And going back to the reason why we're showing you both sides of the argument is to avoid confirmation bias, which is one of the most dangerous mistakes anyone in the financial markets can make. So putting this all together, this is what we should look out for DGENs. We have shared evidence for bullish scenario. We have shared the evidence for a bearish scenario once again. 
Now all that's left for us is to wait which path the stock market decides to choose and be ready. TLDR, out of everything we talked about, it all boils down to this. Will the S&P 500 close on the monthly candles above 3,025 points or below 3,636 points? And we have to be patient and wait for the monthly close confirmations. And with all that said, guys, that's the end of this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to such a technical, intensive view of the stock market. But hopefully you can go back to this podcast and the Medium articles and remember why all of this data listed out is relevant to the price movement of all financial markets. See you again for next week's review. Love from Mango.